are we good with what we're going to do as a topic today? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not even 100% sure either. Well, let's just let Bruce go. There's no way you're stopping it, dude. Healthcare has become unaffordable to Canadians. Bruce, is this our topic for the day? Are we just going to roll with it? We might have to. It's not bad. <laughs> okay, ready? One, two, three, go. This is the Snow Day Podcast. It's episode 54. We started calling it November 2023 Hot Topics. They're not overly hot, but it's... So it's more like a check-in, I suppose. But maybe we'll call it November 2023 Thoughts on Health? Maybe? Check-in? I don't know. Snow Day, I'm hoping for a snow day. So, here's the disclaimer. If anything here bugs you, tough luck. We didn't mean it that way. Hopefully we can move on. If not, turn us off and move on. We're cool either way. This is the Snow Day Podcast with CEO and temporary resident of Paris... Leslie Hansen. National healthcare is definitely one of them just because U.S. doesn't have it and we do, and it's the biggest difference between our two societies, right? So it is something that unites us as Canadians, but does it still? I don't know. Our family doctor, George Alvarez. Privatization won't help it in the long term, but it does provide some relief to the bean counters. And me, Bruce Krentz, the one they left behind. We're Canadian and we care about everybody. And yep. like we're going to look after each other, right? We haven't just abandoned ship on our neighbors. When does the reality of that fall off? Like it really is amazing till I'm tired of sitting in the emergency room and I can go next door and. Right, the devil is in the details. Uh, Steve's not here. He's at a strategic planning session. His business is going 110 miles an hour right now. And so uh, we'll roll him back in. But for now, uh, it's the other three of us. We're going to talk about some hot topics, things that are, I don't know if you'd say in the news, but front of mind for sure. But first to check in, the last time we were all together was, I don't even want to know when, but we've had a couple of semi-pods since then, <laughs> the one that George and I did about teachers and then Les and Steve, you guys jumped in on that. And then we put out music too just recently, which um, I'm not going to do go first on the check-in, but I will say this. I specifically sent the teacher's pod to Bob Young because I knew that him and Mike Smith started teaching at the same time. Oh, wow. He said they stayed in touch until... Mike was gone. Like he said, even after he retired and moved, like they had a relationship and he just said, I got a lot of fond memories of Mike. And he said, it was so nice to hear our voices from his very first class. Oh, wow. That's great. He, he was a brand new teacher when he came to Juniper yeah. school and nice connection with him. And he's a fan of the pod. So little, uh, little shout out to, to Bob Young. What's been going on in the last, I don't know, three months? In the last three months. Jeez. Uh, the, the healthy lengthy check-in, um, it, you know, it's funny, Steve's not here. I actually spoke to Steve this morning though. I saw Steve, I've seen everybody except you, Krentz. 
<laughs> in the last three months. So if I if I wind it back a few months and run through it, George and I played around a golf together in Winnipeg on a very impromptu trip that we took, deciding one day to fly to Winnipeg the next morning and uh, meet at the airport and uh, parachute into uh, our buddy Gerald's uh, golf tournament that he was hosting to surprise him and make his day. So we did that, had a fun night in Winnipeg and uh, had had dinner and then breakfast the next morning with Steve, sent you a photo of the three of us together saying, where are you? And you didn't even respond because you thought it was a photo from five years ago. <laughs> I, was from years ago. There was, I had, well, I had just talked to Steve and I had talked to you not that long before either. So I thought there's no way these guys are actually together in real life. Yeah, yeah. That was a total fake out. Yeah, no, we were. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I uh, went and spent some time at George's house in Calgary. He hosted me and Alex for a few days. We flew out there for a party for Megan's back to school party, which was fantastic. Got to meet a bunch of uh, a bunch of his Calgary friends who I've heard about for years. And uh, great time, great party. George and his family were fantastic hosts. Uh, Alex and I were, were treated like royalty there. We had an awesome time, so that was good. Got to meet uh, super fan Maddie, who uh, wow. uh, was as as fun as uh, advertised, and uh, that was great. So shout out to her. Then I saw um, another fan of the pod, friend of the pod, uh, Mark Fromson. Um, spent some time in BC, saw Bacon and Fromson. And was was at the uh, I forget the name of his his fishing place in Euclid there. If you find yourself in Euclid, British Columbia, looking for a place to stay, we at the Snow Day Podcast strongly encourage you to consider the Wild Pacific Lookout. That's www.wildpacificlookout.com. The one and only non-paid paid advertisement we've ever had on the pod <laughs> when we gave him a plug. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, had a bit of a guys weekend out there. That was great. And then uh, most recently I saw last weekend, went to a Watchmen concert here in Winnipeg. Stevie D uh, and Catherine uh, took me to the Watchmen concert. So thanks to Steve for uh, the connection and the tickets. And we had a had a nice dinner in uh in Greektown up on the Danforth and then walked down to the concert and it was a great show. So Krentz, you're, you're the odd man out. I don't know how to track you down. I go on my Air Canada app and I try to line up a flight to Thompson to come see you. And it's just, it's not even possible. <laughs> I got an error message searching for Thompson in the Air Canada app. <laughs> and then even for you, when you call on the Calm Air app, it's like you can't afford this flight from Thompson. Like, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. We got to get your ass back out here. Yeah, somehow. we got to get back to Toronto. We talked, had so much fun the last few times we've been there. We got to, for sure. Georgie. It's funny. So today, today I literally booked a ticket on Comair to, to get my mother. Yeah, to get my mother from Thompson to Winnipeg to eventually come out to Zara's grade 12 graduation. Oh, sweet. And just like Les says, in order for you to use points, you actually can't use points. You have to phone Aeroplan, which, you know, they tell you is like a four hour wait. So you just give up. So I think it's like a little sneaky way that you'll never use points to but yeah that Comair flight is so stupidly expensive yeah so for the last three months uh yeah i was gonna mention uh having alex and less out uh what less forgot to mention was it 
it was a celebration of Megan going back to school full time, which is, you know, one of my other major check-ins, but we ended up seeing 50 cents and Buster Rhymes <laughs> in concert. We did. My ears are still ringing. <laughs> where, where do they play? Like the, the arena, the Calgary flames arena, the oh, Scotia yeah? center, like the, yeah. saddle dome? the saddle dome. Yeah. Yeah. They played the saddle dome and actually he was pretty, he's still jacked for his age. Like he looked amazing. Yeah. And he put on a pretty good show. The uh, but so it was it was fun to go from like eighties uh, music, flock of seagulls theme to like Fifty Cent, you know, get rich or die trying type of of music, which was good. Yeah, it was um, a fun night, very fun yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so you know, it's been fun. Megan's like full time studenting here, which is uh, which she's really enjoying. And the biggest thing that's been going on in my life is getting Zara sorted out for university. I went up to Edmonton with her to tour U of A. She got all our applications in by October 31st, which was the early deadline. So she's been accepted by a couple of unis already. So the last few months have really been about, you know, getting things sorted for what she's going to try to do in her future. Just helicoptering, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly, it's funny the anxiety that they have in like, I don't think I ever experienced like we were so excited to leave that it never felt like we weren't going to get in anywhere. Like she honestly thought she wasn't going to get into any university. And I'm all like, you've got us over a 70 average. You can basically go anywhere in Canada. So it was interesting negotiating that with her. And then the relief she had when she started getting a couple of yeses, like choices. And she's definitely not going to stay in Calgary. She's definitely going to go away. Um, I will mention that that golf with Gerald was terrible. It was a ridiculously windy day on a terrible course. <laughs> like, like maybe I'm just spoiled in where I've been golfing lately, but it was a bad, like even Gerald goes, wow, this is like a bad golf course. And it was super windy, but I'm seeing Gerald this uh, Thursday because he's coming to Calgary for the national chiropractors association all the presidents of all the provinces and territories are coming to calgary so we're going to a flames game on thursday and i'm going to try to rack up a bill at the palliser under his name nice there you go <laughs> let, let let the manitoba association of chiropractors pay for my boozing thursday like night. you would that i should also mention bruce the other person that i've seen recently is a friend of the pod andrea lowen ah had, had coffee with her a couple days ago and uh Nice chat, catching up. She's doing well. It was good to see her as well. Shout nice. out to Andrea. I went to a Watchmen show with Steve too. He's he's turning into a bigger fan than me, which is totally ridiculous. He's flying around the country, taking his friends to Watchmen concerts. He's, he's like a deadhead. I don't know what the yeah. name of the, the Watchmen fans that just follow them around. And George, you were supposed to come to that show. And then again, airfares got you. Like It was just unacceptable amount of money to come and watch a 90s washed up rock band. Well, I was trying to do it both for the Winnipeg show and for the Toronto show because Les actually had a ticket. That's right. And then I ended up getting a little bit sick. Like I wasn't feeling that great a couple of weeks ago. And you're right. It was some ridiculous like $1,200 to get to Winnipeg and yeah. the same amount to get to Toronto. I'm all like, oh, I can only go for 48 hours. Just taking the piss here. This is a good, this is a, I don't like them that much. <laughs> it was, yeah, but hundred percent fair. Our our show. So Steve subbed in for you, and actually the secret weapon was there, and producer Mike, and nice. uh, a few other people. So we had just same old, right? 
we've we've all been to that show. We know the routine. It was totally amazing. And then producer Mike had a bit of a connection and one of his it's funny how how you said that unless you got to meet some of George's friends. I got to meet some of producer Mike's friends who I've only heard about and they all showed up at the show. And one of the guys is an accountant from Morden and he had the the president's suite or the, I don't know what it was like at the casino where we were, but he yeah. had a way better room than Marnie and I did. And so it was, it, you know, it had a kitchen and a living room. And he a was a whale people. at the casino. He was a whale, a hundred percent, a whale at the casino. And the so, high roller suite. K, K dog shout out to K dog. Thanks for having us up. We had a, had a fantastic time there. So that was a good one. Uh, switching gears again. Have you guys ever heard this? So do you want to get hearing aids? <laughs> oh no, Bruce. I oh, know. No. I, I went and got my uh hearing tested and and there's a guy I know he's a friend of mine who I had gone to see. I didn't realize it was 12 years ago. Um, oh, wow. and I felt like it hadn't been too long. And so he has all the data and the graphs of where my hearing was at. And that long ago he said, you know, you know, your hearing's not great, but it's okay, and it's probably a genetic thing. And then when I went to him this time, he said, Yeah, it's fallen off. And I don't know the last time you guys did a hearing test, but when you sit in that booth for a little too long and can't hear anything, you know, okay. Something's so, bad. Something's <laughs> not right here. And he You're basically like, Has said, the test started yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when do we do this, right? He's and, pointing at you. Like, yeah, can, you he's like, can you hear that? Can you hear that? He keeps like, looking take, at you and then writing stuff down. Exactly. He's like, take a guess. Right ear, left ear. Like, eh. Oh, no. Make, make your choice. So yeah, he, well. he basically said, I'm on the edge. It was kind of funny. He said, you know what? My boss would say you need hearing aids because he sells hearing aids. Because he sells hearing aids. Yeah. But yeah. he said, we'll, we'll check you in the next few years. But that was a, that's been a little bit of a talking point for me lately. <laughs> yeah. Brucey, I got my, I got my hearing tested about a year ago, maybe a year and change ago. And uh, the guy said, he goes, he goes, yeah, you have, you know, a little bit of hearing loss commensurate with a man your age. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, well, your hear hearing's like a little bit better than mine. And he was like older than me. I'm like, dude, I don't like, what is that? What sort of scale is that? <laughs> like, That's not very scientific. No. Not, it didn't feel very scientific. <laughs> you know, the, the, the funniest part of what, I don't know if there's anything funny about hearing that your hearing isn't great. So he shows me a graph, right? And, and on the top of the graph is what normal hearing. And then lower down are a bunch of points of, of where my hearing's at. And then he said, this is sort of funny, but there's a bunch of cartoon pictures that he puts onto the graph and it's like a dripping tap. And he said, okay, Marnie can hear that dripping tap from the living room. You have to be in the bathroom. And here's a bird singing. Here's a women's voice. Here's a man's voice. And it shows where all of those things fit with what I can hear. And he said, like a motorcycle outside, you'll hear that for sure. And so it was, it was kind of a neat thing to see and different like uh, parts of speech, like the THs and Ps and Bs. Like these are the things that you can hear well. And these are the ones that you're going to mix up and you're going to embarrass yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to go get a hearing test? I've never had a hearing test. I don't think huh? like, I can't even remember. Yep. Do you think you're going to go get hearing aids, Chris? Uh, I think I will. <laughs> this is funny. He said to me, um, A, you should get them before. And he's about our age too, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you have to come and get these while I'm still here because I can get you a better a deal. deal on these, right? Like <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you part go. of our group, right? Like yeah. I know the owner too quite well. Um, and I know him and he said, they're expensive. They're, they're $5,000 for good yeah. hearing aids. Like, yeah. Whoa. Uh, so he said, while you still have coverage at work, you should get them. Um, and he also said, interestingly, um, if you get them when you're younger, you get used to them better. 
-hmm. and it'll be better for the rest of your life. Like you said, you can adapt to them better than somewhere down the line. And so for sure in the next couple of years, I will. The other like just sort of funny thing that went through my head is I wear AirPods a lot, Mm. like walking to work, around the house, at the lake. And I thought these are just the world's most expensive AirPods because now these hearing aids, they patch into your phone, your like everything you do goes through those. And so why not just get the best that are out there? So yeah, like I'll wait a year, a year or more, but it's kind of funny to, to hear like, I'm talking about hearing aids and I'm, I don't feel like I'm old at all, but anyway. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's no shame. Go get yeah. hearing aids to see if you yeah. like them. Like and glasses, you know, it might be aids, like, whatever. It's yeah. It's sort of like when you make the jump to glasses, right? And you're finally like, ah, oh, Jesus, at least I can see. I don't care. I can see. Yeah. No, Life is so much I remember the better. first time I put them on, I thought, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to wear these all the time. Like yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize there's a whole Maybe you'll feel the same with like, the hearing aids. You'll pop them yeah. in and go like, oh man, this is so much better. <laughs> you know, they're tiny now. You can barely tell you have them in. Yeah. That that technology has advanced so much in the last decade, right? It's, like so much. It's just night. Right. It's just night and day. Yeah. Right? We're we're so lucky compared to, you know, well, if, compared to our parents, but even more so compared to our grandparents. Like, like the options we have available to us. Yeah, I got a a, fu- a funny story about hearing aids. But in case you haven't seen it, Bruce, you should watch Coda, the movie Coda which yeah, stands for Children of Deaf Adults. I think it won an Academy Award last year. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's an excellent, excellent movie about the hearing impaired community. It's just a heartwarming story. And then uh, when I was previously married, the, the one thing I miss, as you, you guys have heard me say before, is my father-in-law. My ex-father-in-law was a really good guy. And he was deaf, like he needed to hear hearing aids. And when we were still on talking terms, I asked him, you know, why don't you use your hearing aid? And he just dead stared me and he's all, well, who am I married to? Like he, he just didn't want, <laughs> he just didn't want to hear it. He just, he purposely, because we would be in the basement watching football, like, like, you know, foot, like soccer. With the volume and, on really loud. Yeah. Like with on the volume really loud. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ, Pat, like what's going on? And I could hear my mother-in-law and people upstairs yelling, but he couldn't hear it. Because yeah. he just didn't want to put on his hearing aid. So <laughs> it'll be uh, just, I always like telling that hearing aid story. Sometimes you'll be able to take it on and say, hey, Marnie, I didn't, couldn't hear it's, what you were saying. It's probably a tired joke, but the guy, and it's probably reality. He said to me, do you want them or does Marnie want them? And he, he, yeah. said, he said that seriously. Like he said, are you going to wear them? Like I can prescribe them to you, but do you want them? Like, are you going to wear them? Because don't get them if you're not going to, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah certainly don't spend 5,000 bucks if you're not going to wear them. No. <laughs> well, I guess the other thing that I that I did of, of interest, I took my parents back to Paris for a week. And this time the pod wasn't on me. I texted you and said, okay, let's do a pod while you're in Paris. This is... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm available at all times. And you blew me off. I shouldn't say you blew me off. You guys were, you were tight for time. I was like, yeah, no, I'm busy. Actually. I've got, I've got a full family here to orienteer this time, <laughs> but it was great, great trip. Mom and dad loved it. And, uh, you know, really, really meaningful, memorable trip of a lifetime type thing for the family. So, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Glad we got a yeah. chance to, to uh to fix that or to 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 replace that which we missed out on the opportunity for the summer so yeah that happened your trips to paris like just the fact that that's a six-hour flight for you you going to paris is the same as me going to winnipeg 
You know, I mean, there's 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 a money difference and a time change going on there. But I mean, yeah. you leaving your house and going to the airport and flying to Paris isn't considerably longer in real hours than me getting to Winnipeg. And no, not really. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, <laughs> really. You know, yeah. And you clueless was probably further than Paris for you. It was. It was much way harder to get to. Yeah, yeah it was way <laughs> harder to get to. <laughs> may feel like you just walked into a room in the middle of a conversation because that's sort of what it is. We recorded some of our discussion before we recorded the topics that we had planned for a pod and when we listened back it had energy, it was a great organic conversation and we wanted to share it so that's what the body of this is. It shouldn't take you very long at all to feel like you're up to speed just like cruising into a great party. Well, we don't have a third one. My, my third one potentially on the list was just what the fuck is going on in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's interesting because they just got uh, literally within the hour while we're recording, she, you know, officially dropped the sovereignty act. Like, she's yeah, gonna I was just do... reading about that, which I also saw another headline that she has already admitted, well, this is just for show. I understand that I can't actually do that. <laughs> yeah. My, so. my only concern with that one, I, I don't mind talking about it, but it's like massively time sensitive. Like by the time I get this out, this might be. Is it though? The because Alberta, although I, the, like, bigger, what, the bigger what, question about Alberta leaving, I'm happy to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is going on in Alberta? Yeah. I mean, we're basically be more just asking George for, I'm not sure Albertans know what's going on to tell you the truth. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have yeah. more insight than you do and what I'm fed in the newsreel. She's tried to pull out of the Canada pension plan. Now she's trying to use the sovereignty act to say she's not going to enforce federal laws, right? She's blatantly trying to privatize healthcare fired all of the top Alberta health people a couple of weeks ago. Well, re- yeah, she's, re- she's restructuring it now to six main we had a yeah. meeting about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's doing what lots of provinces have done, but Alberta have done it a little bit more frequently, which is we need to blow things up to make it more efficient and change, and it never works out that way. Yeah. Like it ends up costing money and restructuring and yeah. uh, putting hats and things into different boxes doesn't change how you deliver healthcare. Not at all. Yeah, it just usually opens the door to change who gets paid for the delivery of healthcare. The exact same thing is going on here in Ontario. Our conservative government's doing the exact same thing here in Ontario. Slowly, slow, steady march towards privatization of healthcare. The former, the, the woman who just stepped down as our health minister under Ford is now the lobbyist for the largest private uh, surgery group in Ontario. <laughs> who uh, and you they've already said they're going to start privatizing knee and hip replacements is all going to be done through private care and the government is going to pay that clinic more, more. than OHIP was paying right? so yes. yeah, the cost that. of the government went up those dollars now go into private hands right like it's there's only one reason that they do it and it's not because they think it's going to be better overall care for people along yeah. those lines my neighbor Jeff just got a knee replacement a week ago 
Nice. Jeff Lindstrom at the lake. Yeah. How's he liking it? I haven't talked to him yet, but just saw pictures of him riding in the back of his truck on the way home. Like it's it's that fresh, like just a few days ago. I gotta I gotta yeah. call him. I like I'm literally the last couple of weeks I've been debating. This is what I've kind of been thinking, and I'm interested in getting this test done. It's gonna take probably a week later, his office will call me back to schedule an appointment to come in to see him, which will be maybe a month down the road. I'll go in, I'll have a five-minute chat with him, and he'll say, Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's send you up for these tests. That may be one or two months down the road as well. Right. So I might be three, call it three months as I I think of my best case scenario to get a that test. That would be done. the best. Yeah. I mm-hmm. could go online right now and I can schedule one for 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, a 20 minute drive for me, $750. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you'd yeah. have to go to Phoenix or something. My brother-in-law nope. did a bunch of that stuff in the States, right? Where yeah. you could pay for it, but. No, it's, it's the same place, George, where yeah. I was looking into the whole body MRI. Yeah. It's that's, the same that's, place. That's what Norm did in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing that too. And then yeah. that's an interesting question, right? Too, about should you be, you know, how does that fit within the realm of public healthcare? And blah, blah, blah. But There's no way you're stopping it, dude. Healthcare has become unaffordable to Canadians, meaning it's just, it's so inefficiently run Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, just like business, it's a little bit like tipping. Bruce, is this our topic for the day? Are we just going to roll with it? We might have to. It's not bad. Well, if you think about it, it's just like our (laughs) tipping thing. I think Les brought up the point. All we're doing is shifting the responsibility of the business owner to pay that Mm -hmm. employee to us by tipping them more. Well, that's what private healthcare is is that the government's just saying we're just going to let the consumers who can afford it pay for it and they're our gap measure we're just mm-hmm. it's just a tax for mm-hmm. you to get that tested all you're doing is getting taxed mm-hmm. more than you already are i'm going to pay after tax dollars to pay for something that i deserve uh if it was in a more efficient mm-hmm. system so all they're doing is is pushing the cost to people that can yeah, but that's it. only one side of the conversation, though, George. Right? Because the other side of the conversation is that now, because I can afford it, I'm line jumping. Mm-hmm. So yep. if Bruce and I both need the same test and we're both waiting, and it's going to be six months, and I say, "Fuck, here's a thousand bucks. I'll do it tomorrow." I get to have that service because yep. I have the money to pay for it. So right. you're creating a benefit. You're creating an inequality. In what has always, as Canadians, we have said is, um, what's the word I want to use? It's uh, sacred, right? Like that equality in healthcare has always been sacred in Canada. And the thinking is once you prick that balloon, it pops. It doesn't slowly leak out. Like if you say, okay, Les, you can line jump this one time. You've broken the, you know, the commandment that thou shall not line jump. If you're a Canadian, you have equal access to healthcare. Well, now we're saying if you are Canadian and wealthy, you have better access to healthcare. That's the other side of that argument. No, no, no. Yeah. And then, you know, I think there's also a false argument where people say, well, you got out of the line, so you've made the line shorter for everybody else. Yes. Right? But which I actually don't believe <laughs> is true. Yeah. yeah. However, th- that's the talking point you'll hear. But people have been yep. line jumping. Uh, that's what I would for a say. Long time. I would say I'm taking, the- I'm taking demand out of a supply constraint system by saying I'm no longer in the line, except that I've taken a supply piece out of the line because there's this big facility (laughs) sitting there that should be serving everyone that's not. It's only serving those people who can pay. That's the counter argument to that, right? So it just goes like, 
well, and from people like me that are trying to hire to the public system, everybody's going to jump to your clinic less. Like, like all of the staff yeah. are going to jump to that clinic. And then it's that Absolutely. much harder for me and George to have people in our yeah. facilities to actually do the test for the people that waited for six months because all the tech yeah. said, you know what, there's more money working down the street for the rich people. So absolutely. Right. And when, and, and all I have to do is wait until the government negotiates its next contract with nurses to use a general category. And they have to do a contract for 80,000 of them in Ontario. So it's pretty tough. And when they nickel and dime to exactly, this is the most the province can afford to pay. And it's $47 an hour. And I have six nurses. I'll say, yeah, I'll give you 60 bucks an hour because <laughs> it's easy for me to do. And it's not, I don't have to worry about the other 79,000. Right. So yeah, it's, 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 that's why it's like, it's a balloon that gets popped. Right. If you, if you break that model, it's, it's broken. I think. It's also naive to think that the delivery of healthcare is the same across this country like from province to province it is clearly not because there are have and have not provinces you could even argue that within the province the delivery is completely different bruce being a good example mm -hmm. the north does not have the same delivery as winnipeg they don't they they don't uh, you know they can't keep it for a variety of reasons yeah it's very different um and I think the inequities are ever increasing as more and more people go to big cities and less people go to rural. We're at a tipping point in the ability of the family doctor to exist in this country. Like it's getting very, very hard for a family doctor. In rural, for sure, uh, at least in a city, they can go into a group of 10 or 12 of them. They can cover each other's practices. They can buy bricks and mortar if they want to buy a building and, you know, start doing, uh, you know, lasering and Botox on the side to supplement their income. Like, you know, they're becoming pretty savvy, but yeah, it's um, yeah. There's lots of things wrong with our healthcare system. Privatization won't help it in the long term but it does provide some relief to the bean counters because it just is offsetting yeah. and nobody cares about what's 10 years from now will look like because yeah. people aren't getting voted 10 years from now. They're voting yep. right now. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it is. Uh, uh, but you have to go way back to fix. I, I was actually having this conversation yesterday, Bruce, you don't know this, but I'm like super hungover today because I ended up awesome. having American, <laughs> I have American Thanksgiving <laughs> yesterday. So all these people from Edmonton and Calgary got together and there's like 12 guys and we ate a whole bunch of turducken. Did you have turducken? No, 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 no. The guys, one of the guys is a, is a butcher. So we had all this awesome meat stuff and we just ended up just drinking way too much. And somebody was asking me, wasn't it a few years ago on us Thanksgiving that George had the drunken pod? Wasn't that us Thanksgiving? Oh no, that was, that? that was February. That was that was February when he uh, didn't drink for a month and then overshot <laughs> like epically overshot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the moonshot. The moon. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I can't even see this is a hungover. I I can't even remember what my point is about yesterday. <laughs> what I was talking about. Oh no, this is, Oh no, this is this is it. Uh, I said, look, if there if there's a number of people who care about this that were within a couple of years of retirement, where I wouldn't care which colleagues hated me, I would take on the job. 
because in order to really fix our healthcare system, there would have to be a little bit of dismantling and a lot of people making a lot less money from right from the doctors down to, you know, people manage management and how we deliver it and, and, uh, and the choices that you would have, like the consumer choices that you would have. Because right now you'd be surprised how little power physicians have in managing the healthcare to their patients. Like if, if patients and patients' families insist on stuff, it's like I almost feel powerless. Like I, 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 it's like we can't even say no yeah. to, to some crazy stuff. Yeah. That's a bit of a separate thing about the, the, how much we investigate and test and how much people uh, want from a publicly funded system. Um, and that's why privatization is, um, is sexy because people like you go, fuck, I want this. I want this. I want that. Okay, we'll pay for it then. I don't care. Yeah, like we do with every, every other Everything purchase else. decision in our lives. Every right? purchase decision in our life. But a yeah. publicly funded healthcare system that still is treating the consumer uh, the way we are, uh, it just doesn't work. It, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's like the tail wagging the dog kind of thing. Like it's hmm. going, it's flipping a little bit around. Even in my short career, I've noticed that. It, maybe it's a heart in the head thing, right? Like the, the two pieces to it, to me are like, as Canadians, we still, I feel like at least our generation still wants to celebrate that. And I feel like yeah. my kids want to still celebrate the fact that we're Canadian and we care about everybody and yep. like, we're going to look after each other. Right. We haven't just abandoned ship on our neighbors, yep. um, mm-hmm. but how real it, like, when does the reality of that fall off like how long can we keep doing that and i hope that keeps going on till i'm gone and till my kids are gone because it's it really is amazing but when we when we say that what is it what does it really mean because we say yeah i'm canadian i'm absolutely for universal health care okay exactly and until i'm tired of sitting in the emergency room and i can go next door and right right the devil is in the details what does that mean <laughs> i make money i work hard i'll whatever right like, yeah Pay, pay for that test. The, the, the funny, and I'm, I might be devil's advocating myself here, but George, you and I had a conversation about this a while ago, where if you were further in your career and in management and probably me too, we have to start giving some realities to Canadians about where you live yeah. really impacts what kind of service we can legitimately give you. Right. So I'm yes. sitting in Flint Flon, Manitoba right now, which when we grew up was a city and they don't have a hospital. Like they don't have, you can't have a baby in Flint Flon right now. Like if you're going to have a baby, you have to go to the PAW. They haven't had surgical coverage here for a long time. Like they're, it might still be called a hospital. It's a health center mm-hmm. um, because of the way their community's gone, right? And so, what's the population? Ah, uh, six or seven thousand, maybe, but uh, maybe a little bit less than that. It's tricky to define because the town is small and there's lots yeah. of rich people with cabins that live around here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of at the end of the line, like. People funnel into Thompson, they funnel into the Paw, they funnel into Yellowknife, George, where you go yeah. all the time. Yeah. You don't funnel into Flint Flon. Like if you don't yeah. work at the mine, there isn't a really great reason to come here. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful community. And it's funny for us because when we grew up, Flint Flon was Thompson, right? Yeah. Thompson, Flint mm-hmm. Flon, the Paw. Yeah. yeah. They were all they were the kind same. of equal, even though yeah. we were the biggest. Pre- right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, it still feels like a city, but yeah. 
it's small and their services keep dwindling at their big, yeah. beautiful hospital because there just aren't the people and the money. Yeah. So you have to accept if I live here, yeah, I probably can't get a CT scan on the weekend. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because there's, there's discussion of that. Another perfect example of what service level should you expect based on where you live is a constant challenge for the post office, postal service, mm-hmm. right? Canada, like as Canadians said, look, you know, you can always, if you have an address, you can get your mail delivered. Canada Post will find you and they del- will deliver your mail. Now the actuarials of Canada Post are saying like, yeah, we should get out of that service because it's breaking us. Like there's, there's no way we should do final endpoints mm-hmm. and use local delivery, use other things you want. You want to UPS it, you want to Uber mm-hmm. deliver or whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's again, like where you live. Um, as Canadians, how much should people who live in urban centers have to subsidize people who live where it's so expensive to provide service deliverables? It's an interesting question for, for any country inside of it. Let, let me throw yeah. one more point. Clean drinking water. Like, like that's yeah. the end point to that discussion, yeah. right? Like you live where with 10 other yeah. people, does the government still owe you a water treatment facility? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like yeah. that's awful to say. I almost feel gross talking about it, but it no, but it's a very valid point. There's people that don't have clean drinking water. You can get it if you go here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. These are tough. These are tough uh, questions to answer, but it's funny because Alex, when, when I was saying yesterday, oh, we, yeah, we're not really sure what we're doing for pod. We need a topic. She was saying we should do a pod on what does it mean for you when you see the Canadian flag? Mm-hmm. Like if you, yeah. Now, now, post COVID, post trucker rally occupation of Ottawa, if a truck drives by with the Canada flag on the back, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, that's a fucking loaded question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and she's like, that's why you guys should talk about it as a, as a pod topic. What does it mean to us to be Canadian? Healthcare, service delivery, Canadian flag, wrap these all things together. Healthcare things that we would have considered kind of put us on the map as Canadians. National healthcare I, is definitely one of them just because U.S. doesn't have it and we do, and it's the biggest difference between our two societies, right? So it is something that unites us as Canadians, but does it still? I don't know. I, I feel like I pitched the ice cream and unicorns version of that question a while ago. Like, what what is it to be Canadian or what are you Canadian? But my question was just, what is Canada to you? Like, is it the prairies? Is it the north? Is it... Yeah. the East coast. Right. But you've taken that a whole nother step. Wrap in the whole, like Alberta. I mean, we always used to talk about, you know, Quebec is so different from the rest of Canada. No. Okay. Now as adults, we can understand. Yeah. I can kind of understand why maybe they thought they should be their own country. Like I've been there many yeah. times. I understand it now. It's really different. Are we going to say Alberta, Saskatchewan should do the same thing? Doesn't feel like that to me at all. Having grown up <laughs> halfway no. yeah. up there. Right. It's like, yeah, wait, what? No, you don't get to say you're not, you know, go your own way. Like, Yes, there's definitely less unity. The things that you're seeing happening in Alberta, and uh, Saskatchewan, even you know most recently in Quebec, where they're whatever quadrupling the tuition for university students outside of province to out of province students, yeah, out of province yeah. students, like just like absurd things. Yeah. Not even international students, but yeah, you're Canadian and we're going to treat you like a foreigner. We want to make it so uncomfortable that you don't speak French, that you're yeah. not going to come to McGill. Well, that's a pretty good school. 
that is yeah. trying to not get good talent. And that, and a lot of people will go, well, I'm not going to go there. Why would I pay four times as much for an undergraduate yeah. degree? That's absurd. So that, that's, that's happening. I mean, maybe Alberta just seems to be the most visible, but there's lots of examples across Canada where you see the fracturing of our unity. Bring in the secret weapon because she honestly called me the other day and said, fuck Quebec. I will never set foot in that province ever again. <laughs> Having moved out there, she lived just over the border, right? <laughs> just just over the border. Although she went to Montreal a lot for diving and like they, like she's been to Quebec City. She's actually done a, like spent a, okay amount of time in Quebec yeah. but I mean that that more has to do with the divorce than the province yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but next time you guys go to Oshiega she's not coming <laughs> well I'd love I'd love to hear a rant about <laughs> oh I have lots of Quebecois colleagues that say they'll never move back mm-hmm. they 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 hate the inefficiencies of that entire society and like some of them refer to it as nearly a nanny state yeah, like the amount of stuff that is imposed on you against your will, uh, like ideas that seemingly are good. Like, of course you should have winter tires. Of course you should. Well, no, it's the law. So if you don't <laughs> put winter weird. tires, we're gonna fucking fine you. We're gonna throw well, winter tires. <laughs> like, Wait, it, it, like does like BC has that law too, though, don't they? Because of the mountains, I'm I'm sure they do. Uh, I think in the mountains they do. Or the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably not in the Okanagan. They're like, it never snows in the Okanagan. <laughs> you see those signs. Yeah. yeah. For highway safety. Cause they don't want to have to come with tow trucks bail for everybody. Right. And well, that's, just yeah. an, that's just an insurance thing. Right. Like that's yes. not, that's correct. That's just money. Yeah. BC also has, yeah. Um, provincial no fault insurance. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to take those guys out of that actuarial table. <laughs> take the dummies out of the equation. Yeah. <laughs> all of the music stuff i thought how did i not ask you guys what clips to use for your favorite songs <laughs> you know like when you sent that last i loved it as soon as i heard it and it's funny because that clip was rolling in my head but i just couldn't yeah you couldn't find it you didn't know the name of the song i know there's something better but i'm not listening to every yeah. lizzo song till i figure yeah, it out yeah, yeah, and then sure. when i sent yeah. that one to george it was good too and uh the, the funny aside is my mom texted me. She loved that pod. Like she said, oh, that yeah, music good. pod was so great. She said, I vaguely good. recognized some songs. It was so good. And no foul language. And I was like, well, you didn't hear George's. <laughs> <laughs> good for you for finding it. Like that's rule number seven in the 10 yeah. crack commandments. I know. I listened to well, Hey, I listened to the whole song. I listened to yeah. a whole bunch of Biggie. And you know what's funny? Uh, Deke texted me after that, and he was like, I wasn't really a big Biggie Smalls fan, but I listened to the whole catalog. And oh, he fuck, said, nice. It's better than I thought, but he said it doesn't resonate with me, which was a, it was an interesting comment, actually. Honest. I wrote it down. He just said, I can't relate. You know, uh, like I sort of like this, but it doesn't really land yeah. with me. Plus, he's old now. If he had listened to lots of it when he was yeah. 17, it probably would have been different, right? But Well, Bruce, the last time we talked when uh, I said, I will go listen to your Serling Graves podcast. Oh, yeah. I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I immediately went and listened to the Serling Graves album. Mm. was like, yeah, there's several songs here that I really like. I've listened to not the whole album over again. But I've listened to those songs over and over since then. I feel like oh, they're nice. in my head, waking up. What Les is talking about is a podcast project that I put together. I heard a podcast by a fellow named Trent McClelland. It's the Generators podcast where he interviewed Joey Serlin and Danny Greaves about their album, Sad Songs for Sale. 
They explained where the songs came from, gave a lot of really interesting background, but they didn't play the songs. And I thought it would be more rewarding to listen to if you had the descriptions and then the songs. So I mashed up the album and parts of that podcast, and I think it's really interesting and gives new perspective to the album. If you'd like to hear it, send me a message and I will shoot you a SoundCloud link. At the Watchmen last weekend, I was waiting for like, oh, is he gonna? Is, uh, what's it gonna uh, be? Uh, Seasick? Uh, is it yeah. gonna be morning song? No, like play Love yeah, he closed week. the he he closed the uh, uh, what do you call Show. it when they come back? Uh, oh yeah, the encore, encore, the encore. Yeah, the final encore. He closed with morning song. Oh nice. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. Full full new appreciation for it. Put me right back in the mood. I've been back, you know, going through listening to uh, Watchmen stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. good. And then I, I saw George before he came on. After I listened to that one on the weekend, I went back and listened to our first music pod, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Then I listened to the marriage one, which was really good, except for some reason, George sounds like he's in like an airplane toilet or something. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't have his headset or something. So we're really clear. George <laughs> sounds like this the entire pod. Really? <laughs> your laptop microphone or something. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have your headset or something was wrong. So your audio is just, is not distorted, but you don't sound as clear. Um, and then I listened to just randomly because it just played one into the next. I listened to the emergency pod we did on the Chris Rock slap. Yes. Which was really good. Really too. good. Yeah. Really That's what put good. me in the mindset of let's do something topical mm. because we started to say, Hey, we probably won't be talking about this in three months, but we're all thinking about talking about it today. So let's, let's do this right yeah, now. Laughing about how it's like a non-emergency <laughs> emergency plot. <laughs> um, but it was, it was really interesting to get everyone's takes, like thinking back like a couple of years later, go, yeah, you know what? That is how I feel. And you know what? Steve's dad was really smart and yeah, George nailed that one. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because they've now it's come out that they've been living together apart for eight years. Like they've been separated yeah, for years, for years and years and years, oh, really? and so they've yeah. been having this public persona of them being the happy Smith family, but they clearly yeah. have not. Which even makes that slap more like ridiculous. Un- ridi- like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like you're not even with. You're probably in other relationships while this is happening. Yeah. Like yeah. why are you so upset? It just yeah. goes to show how fragile it was. Why do you do that? Like, is that for them? Is that just money? Like, do they? Is it basically a business relationship? Like the fact that we're a family and we're a power couple in the world. Yeah, you have a publicist who tells you it's important at one point in time. That's an important part of your image, and you shouldn't go this, away from it. This is financially, you know, yeah. advantageous to both of us. So let's yeah. just keep it going. You'd on. like to think only politicians have to do that, <laughs> but apparently, it's celebrities and politicians yeah. are all the same. You know what I wish we would have done as an emergency, as another one is when the when Trudeau the Trudeau's publicly announced their separation. Yeah, yeah it could have been interesting. Thought, we should have talked about that because um, I think more and more stuff is coming out of what's actually going on. Anyways, I I would have had nothing to say on that one. It would have been like eh, they split up. Whoop de doo. I mean, history repeats itself, but other than that, who cares? <laughs> like both sides of that, nothing surprised me, right? Like, yeah. like absolutely, you need a family, you need to look great. And also, how can you commit the time to your family that you have oh, to, right? Like, like you have to have it like an unbelievably rock solid relationship and yeah. not a career politician. Like if you say, I'm doing this for eight years, okay, we can figure that out. But that he's been in this since he was six years old or 
four years old or yeah, whatever. Right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I assumed at the time that they had an agreement that this was it for him. And he has said like he wants to run again. And she's like, I'm not doing it for four yeah. more years. So I might as well leave now. If you think you're running again in the next election. So I took that as kind of, mm. he has no intention of stepping down, right? <laughs> that, you know, he's probably going to go again. And that's why she said, I'm out of here, but who knows? No love lost here in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan not a fan jesus i actually saw oh, i almost took a picture of this i was driving somewhere in calgary and there was somebody put like a cardboard sign in their front porch that said fuck trudeau like gigantic like letters this big in like a residential area like <laughs> this will blow you away there's a guy at the end of my street that has a fuck Trudeau flag. So it's a Canada flag that says yeah. exactly the same thing. Fuck Trudeau in these big letters from the trucker rally. And it's been on his house for a year and a half or something. And I always just yeah. thought, who is this guy? And then he came walking out of his house with these little kids. And I thought <laughs> like, 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 you can have your opinions, but like you're taking your kids to Westwood elementary school and you've got this <sighs> giant fuck Trudeau flag on your front lawn for two years. Like <laughs> so, so disheartening. Crazy. It's so disheartening. It's so it crazy. Because like honestly, don't kid yourself. How long after Trudeau is out of office until he has a fuck Poliev sign? Two years? Two years in? Like, you know, if you just fucking hate the government, you hate the government. You hate the yeah. man. I'm getting <laughs> fucked by the man. Well, well you know. <laughs> well, I I don't even want to promote the stereotypes, but I will, but he's got this giant, beautiful snow machine. Yep, that's yeah. parked in his front lawn and he's got a four by four truck probably with the like the guy peeing on the other kind of truck yeah <laughs> truck like nuts. it's a ford it's yeah, yeah. Truck nuts. like <laughs> it's the whole thing you just walk by their house and think man yeah. you're yeah. S- like i mean own it if you're that stereotype go for it but yeah. it's he's from uh, alberta <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, you probably know him george he used to live next door to you <laughs> so in the winter he's got a snowmobile and in the summertime, he's got like a bench press, like his. It's like he's in Compton or something, like yeah. every stereotype. Yeah. Lawn chairs and doing weights in the front yard. What you watching? What you listening to? Oh, keep them tight. You got that? What I am watching? I I just started watching. uh, I am rewatching because Alex didn't watch it the first time around. What I consider to be the best TV show since the greatest show of all time, which is The Sopranos, and that is Succession. Four seasons, HBO, unbelievable show, brilliant, top to bottom, incredible acting, story writing. Um, just fantastic. I'm rewatching it. It is just as good the second time through. Um, and, uh, yeah, as soon as we get off this pod, I told Alex, I would come back and we would knock out a couple more episodes tonight. She's loving it first time through. That's a gooder. That is nice. a good yeah. series. I've never seen it. So I'll, I'll put it on. The oh, list. Brucey. Yeah. You're in for a ride. It's awesome. <laughs> Les got me onto the, uh, the Robbie Netflix special. Robbie Williams. Robbie yeah, Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've watched three of those three out of the four since we did a a recent music or you got the music pot out recently. And then I ended up finishing watching lessons in chemistry, which is based on a book 
Uh, I think it's a Crave series about uh, a lady who's a chemist in the 50s and her plight trying to break into male-dominated academia mm-hmm. in the States and then how she becomes a cook. So somehow I've gotten into that. So those are the two things uh, I, I'm, I'm finishing up or watching. That's... It was funny because I, I didn't think I knew Robbie Williams. This That was a side chat, actually. I don't think we talked about it in the music mm-hmm. pod, but amongst us, we were talking about Robbie Williams, a guy from the 90s and then when I, or early 2000s. I don't know what it is, but when yeah. I went back and listened, it feels so familiar and so good. So I was, I was glad to, and I'm yeah. sure I knew some of that. Now those. you're not going to laugh at me so much for being a closet Robbie Williams fan. <laughs> no, I, I, it's weird. I've gained new respect for you. That, that, you did you rickroll me with that? Yeah, That's maybe. how that expression works. But well, anyways. I mean, I, I thought I was the closet Robbie Williams fan of the pod until George Mike dropped me with saying, yeah, Carrie and I saw him in concert twice in Sydney when he was the biggest star in the world outside of America. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying that, George. So what are you watching, Bruce? Uh, well, I just alluded to it, but uh, all I'm watching is Frasier right now, which is just like so sad, but but we got now, back into that it. Is that the new series? Because there's a new Frasier show coming there, out, right? There is There is a new Frasier. We didn't watch that. It's like somehow we got started when Paige was staying with us a while ago <laughs> when she was up. And now Marnie and I just can't stop. And it mostly holds up. Like it's, a, oh, yeah. it, it, it's pretty good. And it's, it's nice to just, it's kind of background, right? While you're cooking, but then we sit down and watch some episodes too. And you know, Alex has watched the entire Frasier back catalog a couple of oh. times during COVID, like while she was working or while she oh, was, yeah. <laughs> was cooking just... <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But there, yeah, there's a new show coming out. I'm not sure if it's actually out yet, Bruce. The... It is out. It is. Oh, out. is I've, it out? I've, okay. I've, well, all my social media feeds okay. me that because it, it yeah. knows I'm watching Frasier. So I, oh, I get yeah, the ads you're going to get served like, it up. You got, you the, watch the last thing one. I'll drop, and this is for Georgia, because I don't know if you're aware that it's out, George. I knew you were a fan. Uh, a couple weekends ago, we watched the new, I guess the first half came out of the most recent season of The Crown. Oh, Ooh. yes. That is we also what I'm that. watching. Is it out? Yeah. I yeah. love The Crown. Yeah, actually, the first yeah. half of the season is out. And uh, yeah, George actually put me on to The Crown. And I really, really enjoyed it. So give those a watch and then we can we, talk about them. We, we were early adopters. I'd like to get that. I did say, what are you listening to? I won't pin you guys down, but I sent, I, I'm sure I sent this to you and I started listening to it as a joke and now I'm right into it. So the Trans-Canada Highwaymen. So Canadian '90s supergroup. So Stephen Page, who Les has a tenuous relationship yeah. with, the guy from the Bare Naked Ladies. It's Craig Northey from Odds, who's the lead singer right. from the Odds. Mo Berg, who we saw yeah, from Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed to say I can't remember his name right now, but the drummer for Sloan. So those four guys okay. got together and they did some concerts a while ago, um, just sort of playing each other's hits and just kind of goofing around. And somehow that turned into an album. So they're called the Trans Canada Highway Men. And what they've done is covered a bunch of 70s songs that would have come out on one of those KTEL compilations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and uh, the first time I listened to it, I thought, this is kind of kitschy and cool. And now I've been listening to it all the time. So familiar voices and, yeah, and it's nice. kind of cool. So check that out. We wrap on this. I think I sent both of you guys that Prince pod. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Maybe I'll yeah, jump on well, that tomorrow. George, George phoned and left me a nasty... <laughs> Uh, voicemail because he wasn't happy with me for sending it to him. It wasn't a good recommendation. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. 
if you're going to listen to this one, 60 songs that explain the 90s, the one about Prince, Get Off. It's about the video that he did on the MTV Music Awards in 96. And okay. the last half of it's pretty good, but the first half is rambly and boring. And I think you said that when good. you dropped it to us. Yeah. That we could fast forward to 30 minute mark if we wanted. George, George was chapped, but George yeah. went at you. Yeah. George went at you. I listened to it though. <laughs> I listened to most of the things you sent to me. That one I was less impressed with. We'll patch up our differences. You'll still keep taking my recommendations. Of course. Of course. <laughs> my best friends, to take We've always been together. We're four of a kind, having fun all day, piling around and laughing away. Just best friends. Best friends are we. That's it. That's all for this episode of the Snow Day Podcast. I want to thank the rest of our team, social media Todd, producer Mike, and the secret weapon, Shannon Krentz. Hey, what about me? I was here too. And extra special editing help from me, Luke Krentz.